I want to jump to the book of Exodus chapter 13. If you were here Friday night, you would know that we were reading in the book of Exodus, or that's where I was studying. And then this morning, we sang the song, Show Me Your Glory, and very fitting because it talks about the cloud that God used to guide the people of Israel. Amen. In the book of Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, it says this, when Pharaoh let the people go, I like that. I could preach a sermon right there alone. When he let the people go, because he had to let them go. Come on. We left off New Year's Eve knowing that we got a God who fights for us, who hears the cries of his people. And so God's people cried out. God heard God sent a deliverer. And even though Pharaoh tried his best to keep God's people, once God says it's time for breakthrough, ain't a thing a devil can do to keep you locked up. Hallelujah. Uh, you got to believe that in your spirit. Hallelujah. You, you, I know sometimes, you know, theologically, we want to tell ourselves, you know, well, if it's his will, he can do whatever he wants. And that is very true. But it is his character to always bring his people victory. Amen. See, his, his, his sovereignty does not negate who he is. Hallelujah. Not because he can do everything means he's just going to do everything evil and mean that's not his character he's a loving God who loves his people and when you cry out God hears hallelujah and so Pharaoh had no choice but to let them go and the Bible says when Pharaoh let the people go God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country though it was shorter Hallelujah. So there's, you've read this Bible for so many years and you didn't know all these years that there was a shorter route apart from the wilderness that you could have taken God? Come on, how many of you heard the children of Israel in the wilderness? 40 days, and all these years they there and they wondering. And now you're reading, you're like, it was actually a quicker route. And he did not take them that way. Look at what the Bible says. If they faced war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Hallelujah. Here's my first point for you today. God doesn't take the fastest route. He takes the right one. Y'all yeah, here. So if you're in this building right now and as the years click, you feel like, man, I ain't really achieving all I got to achieve. It's taking long. Don't worry. If it's God leading, it ain't the fastest route, but it's the right one. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this building. Who's been waiting on something for a long time? It ain't the fastest route, but I'm here to encourage you that it's the right route. Here's the thing about it, right? Sometimes... You know, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that God knew what he was doing because they're coming out of slavery. Their hands are not used to warring. Their hands are used to making bricks. Their minds is from a slavery mentality. All they know is slavery. If they head to the Philistine place, this magnitude of people, first of all, Israel got little camps set up all over on the road. God knew Pharaoh was going to change his mind. 
if he changed his mind, he wouldn't even have to come after them. He could just send out the word and they'd be captured. Number two, when they run into the Philistines, the Philistines would surely say, oh, thank you, Israel. You sent them to us. Thank you, Egypt. You sent them to us. War would break out. And God knew they wouldn't be ready for war. And the fear would grip them and they would go right back. To where they started. So sometimes when you say, God, take me on the route I think is best, God knows that route would actually never get you to your destination. It's not about how fast, it's about getting there. And God knows the right route. Amen. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the red. Hold on, wait a minute, y'all. This is the problem I have with God. No, seriously. You ask God to deliver you, and then what he delivers you to look more confusing. You ever been single and asked God to get married? (laughs) And when he delivered you from, and then you got married, Y'all ain't going to say nothing because y'all sitting next to them. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Range, you always kissing your wife when I preach this day. Range, you always. <laughs> y- 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 hear what I'm saying? You-, you ever ask God when you were broke, Lord, deliver me from-, from this, and then you get the job, but every time you go into that work, yes. your stress level in your heart yes. is on another level at this yes. point? You ever ask God, 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 I got this dream, make it come. And then when you are in the dream, you are literally in the dream. You like, this don't feel dreamy. (laughs) God, deliver me from slavery. Lead me. And he leads them to a sea. (laughs) Do y'all see this? Right? And look at this. Then look what happens. The Bible says, the Israelites, so God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid. And then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. Right? And I want you to know that they had to have incredible patience. And let me say this. Here's my second point. A little patience is better than a lot of regret. Because when they got to that Red Sea, they started to hear that Pharaoh was coming after them. Now you got no choice but to wait on God. And sometimes when it's time, when God got you in those places, when it's moments that you got to wait on him, you want to take matters into your own hands. How many of you have ever taken matters into your own hands? <laughs> and it ain't, it ain't really worked the way you thought it was going to work. Come on, somebody. You, you knew God said there's a right way to get the money, but you knew another way. You knew a friend. He sell TVs out the back. Y'all remember? Amen. 
You, 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 you knew another way. You knew, you, you listened to somebody's voice. You know what God was saying for you to do in that marriage, but you went and listened to a friend. Come on, ladies. Y'all know y'all got that one friend who always calling you, who's single, telling you about marriage. I said that out loud. None of them husbands are laughing. They're like, bro, I got to go home with her. What are you doing? Amen, somebody. A little patience is better than a lot of regret. Let me say this. If you are single in this house, a little patience is better. Somebody said a little more. <laughs> yes. Keep holding on to God and don't try to do something that is contrary and end up with regret. Come on, somebody. Don't make decisions that you know God did not call you to make. Wait on God. And they were, they were there. The beauty is Joseph, who was the one that brought him into Israel, said, it's kind of like he was prophetic. He said, I knew they was going to be in bondage. But when God comes to your aid, make sure my bones don't stay here. And... Uh, for many reasons, I could tell you why Joseph did that. Because they buried people in a custom that said, we're going to leave all their possessions for them in the afterlife. And they had all these weird beliefs. And Joseph said, no, when I, 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 I serve the God of Jacob, hallelujah, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, hallelujah. And so, so when I leave here, I go to be with God. Don't put me in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. And so... Here's what the Bible says. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light. So they could travel by day or night. After leaving Succoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. If I were to title this message, it would be called the following. The following. And God says, I'm going to lead these people. And he says, I'm going to lead them by two pillars. A pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. And when they Follow it, he's going to lead them. I was looking at two words. There's, 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 there's the word follow and there's the word chase. And, and, and they sound similar, but they got a slight difference, right? The word follow means to, to go or come after a thing. So something proceeds and then whatever direction it goes... I really don't have a direction. The thing that is proceeding has the direction. I am just merely following it. I don't try to catch up to it. I don't try to go past it. I merely stay behind and let it lead. Oh, many believers, that's where our struggle is. Because we live in a culture that has no idea what it means to just stay behind and follow we live in a culture that is constantly telling us 
you got to chase. Oh, come on. You chasing the bag. You chasing your dreams. There's a lot of things that you I tell your neighbor. Are, what you chasing? And, and the funny thing about chase, chase means pursue in order to catch it. Right? Or catch up with it. So chase is not necessarily following its direction. A police chases a suspect to catch him, catch up with him, to stop him. There's no more following when you get it. Do you follow that? And we live in a culture that is constantly telling you chase something or catch up with it. Oh, we are constantly living to catch up with folks to show them that I got money like you. Look, 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 look. My marriage is good. Look, look. I've, and we're chasing so many things, hallelujah, and trying to catch up to so many things. And there's so many voices. We, we're, we're chasing, we're chasing uh, 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 from the political arena. We're chasing from, from even in Christianity. We, we try to take our ministries and chase things to show people, look, we have caught up with. Even as a young man, people say, you ought to do this and be like, I'm not chasing anybody or trying to catch up with them. I'm trying to follow. That means wherever he leads, it guides my direction. And so here's a point I want to make to you, y'all. The Bible says uh, uh, that they followed the, the, the clouds. And I want you to know today that. You in this building should follow, don't chase. Follow, don't chase. Amen, somebody. And so they got to the, 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 the waters, and the Bible says, we're going to jump to Exodus 14, 5. Look at this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. Yeah, that's what happens when God's people leave a business. Somebody ain't catch that. People don't realize what they got when they got a believer. You, I know they want to always persecute our beliefs, but we don't. The reason why they like how we work is because we never work as unto them. The reason why everybody else gossips in the company but we don't and they like us is because we don't gossip. Not because we don't want to talk about you. You are crazy. But we want to honor God. Y'all ain't say nothing to me. And when people lose a believer, you lose an asset to whatever it is you got. Because true believers are an asset to anything they put their hand to. They go, oh, see, some of you can't clap with me right there because you know why? You work like the Egyptians, hallelujah. But true believers go in and they go in on time. They got good work ethic because they know the secret to their success is honoring God. We live in a time where people just want God to supernaturally do things in their life. And I believe he can. But I also believe that God is a practical God. If your life is going to change, you got to change. You got to show up on time. He's a God that requires excellence. You a musician or an artist in this house. You got to put excellence out. If you're writing a book, it's got to be worth 
worth reading. Whatever you do, we just can't support you just because you say, I am a Christian. It's got the Christian got to be seen in the products. People shouldn't marry you just because you said, I'm a Christian. What that mean? All my single people, come on. Married people, single people, come on. A true believer is an asset. True believers' marriages work. Because they don't go in with divorce as an option. Man, y'all fight so much, why y'all in divorce? Because that, that wasn't an option. We here. Come on, somebody. We here. Why don't you quit? That's not an option. True believers don't give up. Well, look at, look, at, look at all that is happening to you. Why don't you quit? Look at all that is being said about you. Look, look at how many things are against you. God called me to it, and I'm following. I don't quit. Amen? And so, 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 all of a sudden, when he realized the people were gone, he realized he ain't got that free labor. He realized that, oh, snap, I got to ask the actual people here to work. What have I done? Let me go get them back. And the children of Israel were now in a tough place. Look at this. He said, what have I done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and he took his army with him. He took 600 of his best chariots along with all other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hiroth, opposite Baal-Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. Come on, somebody. And they said to Moses, ain't it quick how we complain? I mean, they just saw all them plagues that God did. They literally saw God's hand do. Come on, y'all. I can relate to this. I can tell you of countless times God provided for me. But the next bill that's due, I start to panic. I could tell you countless things I've put my hands to do and were worried and God made it a success and I'm still worried about the next thing I got to do. And they got to the Red Sea and this is what they turned and they told him. Look, look at the people of God. They said, what have you done bringing us out of Egypt, right? Was it because there were no graves in Egypt, that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done bringing us up out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Here's a point I want you to write down, y'all. Whenever discouragement hits discouragement can have you desiring the very place that you wanted to leave. 
Remember when you were down and you thought to yourself, God, you got to give me some way to get out of this. And he gave you a way out because you didn't like where you were. Who were the ones crying out to leave Egypt? Who were the ones that God said, I've heard their cry? Who wanted to leave? So when you request something, remember you requested it. You know how many people as a pastor, when I talk to them and they tell me the very dream they spoke to me about one time that they're living in, how discouraged they are. And I said, why are you discouraged? This came with the territory. You asked God for this. But the first obstacle you hit is funny because discouragement makes you start to say, God, as best I was back where I started. In life, you are going to have obstacles. Listen to me. Whatever you're going to do for God in your marriage, in your career, in your ministry, in your dreams, in your family, in your, when, you, when you got the baby and the baby was born and it was cute and you hugged it and bring it home, discouragement is coming from that same baby. There's going to be a day you're going to want to WWE that kid. I got any real parents in here that ever want to top rope somebody? I ain't, for those watching, who's going to take this clip and put me on YouTube and say, Pastor Crazy, I'm, yes, that was a joke, right? All right? Not, not really, though. Anything that you're going to do for the Lord God is going to have moments that says it didn't make sense that you are even here. They got a sea before them and the very thing that is coming, that they're escaping is coming after them. And if you're not careful about dealing with your past, your past has a way of always coming back after you. Before you get married, make sure you deal with that past. I preached a sermon years ago. The church looked at me crazy and said they were going to leave. The title of the sermon was When My Ex Shows Up. Some of the married people was like, what, what God revealed the pastor? I said, calm down. I'm not talking about that ex. I'm talking about the unknown things in your past. That comes into your future. Oh, the trauma of your childhood of people telling you you will always fail. Now everything you ever try, it is showing back up. You finish the project but can't release it because of fear. Anybody ever never did something because you're worried about what everybody's going to think? I'm at a place in my life, God, I asked me, I asked God, I said, God, I don't really want to care about what people think. Because they're not smart like me. No, I don't say that. I probably do help me with pride. No, I don't. I, I want to graduate that because people. Here's the thing about people. Whatever people have already made up their mind to think about you. Ain't a thing you will do to change their mind. If somebody is a hater. And you're successful. They're going to hate more. If somebody love you and you're successful, they're going to celebrate you. If somebody love you 
and you're whack, they're going to encourage you. Come on, y'all encouraged some whack people out there before. You're like, he whack, but I'm going to encourage you. Come on, hallelujah. If you've never done it and somebody's encouraged you, you, you hallelujah. I'm terrible. Pray for me, right? It's bad, Sherry. No, 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 no. This, this is for real. Discouragement hits everybody. It hit Elijah. Elijah said, God, I want to die. He's asking God to die while the woman is coming to kill him. I mean, he could really just work it out real quick. <laughs> What's really going on? My desire is not really to go back. It's that I got to ask God for strength to follow. Because now you got a cloud leading me to a sea. And when I look up, the very thing I just escaped is coming for me. How am I going to move forward? But if God is leading you there, what the song says, he turns seas into highways. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Who needed to hear that today? Look, 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 look. So I'm almost done, y'all. So God let, uh, 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 I'm, I'm all over the place here. Amen. So, so, so they looked up and he pursued the Israelites who were marching boldly, the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses, all his chariots. They went down. Amen. And uh, they, they said, was it because... And I'm trying to find my spot. Amen. Here we go. Hallelujah. You up there? Oh, you got me. Amen. Didn't you say in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Go on. Moses answered the people. This is the man who couldn't speak. This is the man who a minute ago when Pharaoh tell him make bricks without straw, turn to God and say, God. The people hate me. Pharaoh hate me. Hold on. You put me in a predicament here where everybody hate me. All of a sudden, he turned to the people and said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. If you understand Bible, you understand that sometimes God always got a mediator between his people and him. And in this house in Church City, God has allowed me to be the shepherd over you. And I stand as the mediator today. And I tell you, do not be afraid. I don't know what your past is like. And I don't know if it's coming up... I don't know if the things that, sh that you struggled with is showing its head again. Old attitudes, old things that are coming back. I came to tell you, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. And here is one of my favorite portion of scriptures in the Bible. The Egyptians, you see today, you will never see again. Go on. The Lord. The Lord. Hallelujah. 
will fight for you. I didn't get to finish my New Year's message because the year came. And they put the clock up and I said, oh, man. But the point I was trying to make to you about Apostle Paul was that before he was the great Apostle Paul, he killed Christians. He was murdering them. He was breathing out murderous threats. And when God hit him off the horse, God didn't say, why are you persecuting Christians? He said, why are you persecuting me? Because when you touch God's people, it's personal. And some people will read this Bible and say, why was God about to do what he's going to do to the Egyptians? Because they touching God's people. And the Egyptians, it was no longer Israel fighting Pharaoh. This, that's why the Bible, that's why when you read the story, the whole thing is saying, I'm going to harden his heart. When I show up, his pride and my glory will collide. Uh, uh, Y'all ain't understanding this. You see, see, people try to use this doctrine to tell you that God goes in and hardens people's heart. That's not what's happening. Let me break it down for you. You, have a, you. you can have ice. You bring coal to it. Guess what? It frees and it gets hard. You bring fire to it. It melts. The fire and the coldness didn't do anything to the properties that was in it other than showed up. But what was in it came out when the thing showed up. And when God says, trust me, I'm going to harden his heart. What's happening is Pharaoh, by definition, who says he's God, met God. And when people touch God's people, it becomes personal. Moses couldn't understand what was going on because it was none of your business. This is a showdown in the desert. You might not understand what's going on in your life. It ain't your business to understand. The Lord will fight for you. And all of a sudden Moses caught it. He said, stand firm. And you will see God. The Lord is going to fight the Egyptians. The thing that you have been wrestling with, God has the ability to annihilate. It is not faking it till you make it. It's breaking it because you made it. The Lord will fight for you. And not only will he fight for you, I said this Friday night, he will fight for you through you. You don't believe me? Look what he told Moses. I'm getting ready to close. I said that already. I lied. <laughs> Look. He says, the Lord will... Put me up there, man. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Moses, big and bad over here. The Lord of the Egyptians, you see, will never see go before. You know what I'm talking about, right? And then you go into your class, you're like, hold on, Lord. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't talk the big game out there. I need your assistance. 
Ever been there? A man of God has been there. And he said, God said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites, move on. I see the cloud moving, but this route don't allow for walking. Move on. And he said, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after you. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army through his chariots and his horsemen. Go on. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh and his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army. Amen. By the cloud. The cloud. Amen, somebody. If you read it in another version, it says, then the cloud that was in front of them. Incidentally, I want you to know that when you read another version, when the Bible says Pharaoh got up and decided to follow them, it used the word he decided to chase them. Oh, my gosh. He, 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 the, the Bible says that God told them in the verse before, follow the cloud. And then Pharaoh said, I'm going to decide, I'm going to get up and pursue and chase them. He wanted to catch up with. You can't, you, you can't catch up with God. You can only follow him. And that's for my deep scholars. Who keep going to theology, theology, and making blogs. You can't catch up. You can only follow. Amen, somebody. Somebody said, what are you talking about? That's, I've been hanging out with some people. That's why. Amen. Then the angel of God who had been traveling the, the cloud in front of Israel's army withdrew and then went wait a minute now wait a minute now the cloud was always in front but now the cloud the sea is parted they're walking and the cloud goes behind but God says, keep moving forward. If I had an organ in here right now. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying in this place? The cloud has now moved behind. Because, let me tell you this. And I ain't going to scream it and shout it to you. When you are following God, God starts to follow you. Let me make it clear. Because somebody going to take that snippet and say, God, don't follow people. That's not what I'm talking about. When you are always following God, now you got his presence all around you. And the reason the cloud moved behind was telling them, step aside. And the Bible says the cloud started to work like this. It caused the, the, the cloud to form on this side and darken over here so they couldn't see them. 
They couldn't see the sea parted. And on the other side, the fire was lit that they could keep going. And God is in the middle. And God is hardening his heart. Because ain't a thing you could do, devil. You can't touch God's people. You can't see God's people to touch them. You, the only thing you... Oh, my God. If you ever knew how God fights for you. If you ever knew you can't touch God's people. And he's blocking them off. And when they get to the other side, the cloud goes back. For time's sake, you can read it yourself. And Pharaoh says, ah. And he starts riding in with his prideful self. And God says, checkmate. Don't play with God. Let me tell you today, hallelujah. You got a God who is going to fight for you through you. Moses... Raise the staff up, bro, and God is going to do it. Follow. Don't chase anything. Follow. Don't chase. If you chase, it's in your strength, and it's something you're trying to catch up to. But if you follow, all you got to do is obey. And all of the fighting, oh, he will do it in your life. Bow your heads and close your eyes in this place.